0: Right. Time for a visit with Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Morning. OK, let's talk about the vaccine rollout plan yesterday. A really detailed plan uh, rolled out by, by officials yesterday. I had Health Minister Adrian Dix on the show today. Phone lines were absolutely jammed with callers looking for information. They got they've got questions about the vaccine. Wh- what's your kind of analysis sort of 24 hours later about how this plan was rolled out yesterday?
1: Well, I think it was the most optimistic and positive uh, briefing we've had since the p- pandemic began. The light at the end of the, uh, end of the tunnel suddenly got a lot brighter yesterday as a result of uh, the information we were given. If you've got someone over the age of 80 in your family, uh, you've got some firm dates now and some a roadmap of how to get the vaccine. If you're over 90, you get to f- phone in. These There's going to be new call centers established in health authorities. But the big, big news yesterday... Was lengthening the gap between the first and second dose of the vaccine. This is a, um, it's controversial. There's been pushback already by, by some. You know, experts. Well, you've got one of the chief
0: science officers and advisor to Trudeau, uh, telling CBC yesterday she called this tinkering. Yeah. And she called it a a population level experiment. Experiment. And that BC shouldn't be doing this. But then I hear, I've heard other, Mm -hmm. uh, experts, including on the newscast that Gorgeous Fred, saying that maybe this is, this is not a bad thing to be doing. So. Well,
1: this is all uncharted territory. I mean, Pfizer did a limited, uh, clinical trial and they came up with 21 days. We vaccinated now um, more than 175,000 people, and our public health officials have analyzed that data and say, well, based on our clinical trial, which is not a clinical trial, but it's a huge population base, our experience, we think we can go to 112 days between doses. Now, the ch- ch- most impressive uh, charts released yesterday as part of Dr. Penny Ballum's slideshow was, I think, uh, page 7 and 8 or 8 and 9 which showed our experience in long-term care after giving people the vaccine, the immediate drop-off in cases, which was um, unbelievable. It just went down to practically zero uh, 14 days after getting the the vaccine. So based on that... And uh, that's with the
0: first, first dose. First dose. Yeah.
1: So based on that data, they've decided to get more vaccines in the arms of more people, significantly more people, in a shorter time period, rather than waiting um, for the second dose. If, for example, since Friday, or since last Thursday, about 80% of the vaccines we've been administering have been second doses. We're not administering a lot of new people uh, right now. So uh, 275,000 doses, but only in 175,000 arms. Because a lot of those are second doses, second doses, yeah. and that's going to change now. Now you're yeah. going to see more people get the first dose and fewer people get the second. So dose. So
0: this is why the, the the officials were able to say yesterday that all British Columbians would have the first dose by July. Yeah, because it, because they're Instead extending they're extending the waiting period between the first dose and the booster shot.
1: Yeah, and again, this may change again. Uh, we, yeah. I've been saying since day one, um, on advice of Dr. Bonnie Henry and Theresa Tam. Nothing is etched in stone. Protocols change, rules change, and the science changes. So this is what we've decided to do. I, I would predict right now other countries and other provinces are gonna follow BC's okay, lead. Okay,
0: let's listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry on this precise point yesterday. Here she is talking about extending that gap.
1: We are now extending the interval between our first dose and the second booster dose of the vaccines, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines, as well as the AstraZeneca vaccine to four months or 16 weeks. In combination with the new uh, vaccines that we have available, this gives us a very important and very real benefit to everybody here in BC. That means we can move everybody up the list and more people will be protected sooner.
0: She sounded like genuinely excited about this idea of extending the period between the shots. Mm -hmm. and But that's like a major extension because the manufacturers of these vaccines are saying three to four weeks. Now they're talking four months. So you're like quadrupling.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I don't period. necessarily believe pharmaceutical companies on everything, so they've got some self-interest here. Uh, but other jurisdictions have lengthened the period as well. BC isn't the first one to do it. Who Quebec, else has done it? Quebec, back. the UK, other yeah. countries have gone to 90 days. Yeah, um, So we're one month longer than that. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if other countries go to perhaps five months, depending on this, this, this vaccine is behaving very strongly, stronger than I think Pfizer had anticipated. And so we're going to a longer, a longer interval. Now, again, this may change, you know, Uh, we don't, uh, the other one, AstraZeneca, there seems to be a little, competing science on that one now reports are out that that's not really that effective on older people it should be a younger person's vaccine will the gap right now the interval on that one will be uh four months but that may change
0: okay there's there's some pushback against this from some experts and and also sort of at the grassroots level i'm already getting some emails from people saying well i don't want to be a guinea pig in some experiment maybe i will maybe i'll wait
1: now and I won't get well, the, I won't what? get
0: the vaccine. I like I think that's a very minority opinion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think most people are going to say, "Give me the shot."
1: Yeah, you know? no people are going to get the. We're going to get massive amounts of people vaccinated with one shot. Um, yeah. For someone to say, "I don't like the interval," based on on what? Uh, well, the chief,
0: gonna, what about the chief science officer for Canada?
1: Well, what about the chief political public health officer? <laughs> I mean, you know, one you got one expert saying one thing, one expert saying another thing. So it's again, it's not Dr. Bonnie Henry. They have a team of of public health experts in BC. It's a it's a pretty large team of people who analyze the data. And we'll see if that chief science officer in Ottawa yeah. uh, becomes uh, a lone voice. Because you're yeah. going to see other provinces doing this. BC's not alone in this.
0: Okay, interesting. Well, following that one closely, let me ask you about another lawsuit being launched here yeah. in the government shutdown in churches and in-person uh, religious services. So by my count, we've got like three separate lawsuits right now. We had one in court yesterday. Later on the show, I'm going to speak to a representative from the Reformed Churches of Canada. They are launching their own lawsuit against the BC government to get Wait, churches. Is really open. We got four now. We've got the Catholic Archdiocese we, yesterday
1: is joining three other local churches. Oh, sorry, uh, not four, but jo- joining the three challenges. So, yeah, uh, there's three challenges yeah. going on,
0: including the Catholic Church yesterday saying they're getting they're getting into the, involved here in the legal fight. Uh, let me play this here for you. This is a Global News uh, report yesterday. Protests outside the court on this issue. This is reporter Ted Churney. The peace of God cannot stop them.
1: Anti-pandemic protesters of several stripes were on hand for much of today on the steps of the B.C. Supreme Court, among them Christians who support the Justice Centre for Constitutional Freedoms as it argues that B.C.'s ban on religious gatherings is a violation of Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms and therefore unconstitutional.
0: Are you Judas or Peter's? Okay,
1: your thoughts? Yeah, with the same... um Group actually, we gathered out here at the back lawn of the legislature yesterday for a short period of time. It wasn't an anti-masker. There was a number of church represent- representatives. Um, again, this is not a slam dunk either way. Uh, religious freedoms and rights are specifically recognized in the Constitution. Okay, one thing this to is ke- not like bars and restaurants or shopping outlets, which are not recognized.
0: One thing to keep in mind is that the court case that we saw yesterday in court did attract some kind of anti-masker. Type of sentiments mm-hmm. and and people are saying, Oh, the 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 uh, the pandemic is a hoax. This kind of fringe stuff on the front steps of the courthouse. It's important to keep in mind that. Uh, the the vast majority of the ch- the churches here who are asking to open their doors again are not making that argument. No. you know they're not saying that the, the vaccine or the the pandemic is fake and that there's some kind of conspiracy theory going on. They're saying, look, we realize that the pandemic is real. We realize there is and a they risk. Have, they have a safety plan. But and we have a safety plan. We believe we can yeah. reopen. Yeah. Just, so they're, just they're, like
1: the bars and restaurants are, are can open. And they were open before. With uh, protocols in place, no more than 50 people, social distancing, uh, the pews had blocks, you know, you couldn't sit together. Uh, they had a safety plan and they've been shut down and they say it's not fair because we do have a safety plan and we'll adhere to okay. it. So. I'm not sure where, th- where this is going. I think once we get into warmer weather and more people get vaccinated, you're going to see a lot of restrictions ease. They'll they'll open anyway. I think that's what I think that's where we're heading. I think the
0: government mm-hmm. will lift the restrictions on it at some point here, pretty, maybe pretty soon. Well, we already um, public health has moved to the
1: point of having open air services.
0: Let me ask you this about uh, potential for an election timing, a federal election, and whether Justin Trudeau uh, pulls the pin here in an election. Let me play this for you. It's an interesting exchange between NDP leader Jagmeet Singh and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. This is from several days ago, but I, I think it kind of frames this, this debate about whether we're going to an election here in Canada. Here it is.
1: The Prime Minister told his party to get ready for a spring election. All the while, the new variants of COVID-19 are spreading like wildfire. We've seen the effect of the new variant in Newfoundland, in Labrador, where people are getting sick and they're afraid to vote, and it's meant that they've had to delay the election. I have committed that I will not trigger an election while we are fighting this pandemic. Will the Prime Minister commit today in this chamber that he will not call an election while we are fighting this pandemic, yes or no? Right honourable prime minister mr speaker we know well that in a minority parliament uh, the government doesn't have the sole power to decide when we go into an election the opposition members have a role to play both in providing confidence for the house but also by being able to function appropriately to deliver the help to Canadians that Canadians so seriously need we will continue to stay focused on delivering for Canadians delivering vaccines over 6 million vaccines by the end of march tens of millions of vaccines uh, into the spring and every Canadian vaccinated by September. That is our focus. That's what we'll stay concentrating on.
0: Okay, he did not say no election. No, of course (laughs) not.
1: Eerily similar of us to an exchange between former Liberal leader Andrew Wilkinson and Premier John Horgan a few months ago before the election. Wilkinson demanding that the NDP say yes or no to an election. We shouldn't have one to be irresponsible. Same thing is playing out in Ottawa. All right, welcome back.
0: Baldry's beat keith Baldry's. your calls to him let's go right to your phone calls james and white rock hey james
1: if hey, you think that dr bonnie henry's credibility is now taking a monster hit because it seems like she's moving the goalpost there isn't any data to say four months is okay like i don't know where she's getting that from and when it comes to the argument that that Pfizer is going to get anything out of this? They're not. They say, sold the same amount of doses to the country, whether or not it's one dose or two. They're not going to change the data and say, "Oh, you can have one dose." Like that—that that argument doesn't doesn't fly well, with me. Anyway. Well, she
0: she's saying they do have data,
1: yeah. Right? Well, they're they're saying well, they're, it? for, it's, it's, from it's from the be- it's to hit.
0: It no there's hidden data that's out in the, in the, no, in the, no, in the no 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 and, no, no no no, no, she said it's from the BC Center for Disease Control and and they're looking at the efficacy and the effectiveness of the vaccines they've administered so far especially in long-term care. Now you know you can choose to dispute that and
1: some people there's are no, there's, but there's, she does have data on it. And there's no data to say it's wrong. Uh that's again this is a, this is emerging science and as I say this is not etched in stone this may be changed again. Uh, the callers, right, if this doesn't work out, if there's, if this is a disaster in terms of of course their credibility. Like if people get hit.
0: sick before they get the second shot? Yeah, then, then it'll be revisited. Be bad.
1: Right now, the goal is to get as many, one dose in the arms of people as possible because it's, right now, our data is showing the first dose is very effective. It's working. Okay, Rob in Vancouver. Hey, Rob. Rob. If, if yeah. I can go to the gym and I can go to the swimming pool with my daughter and swim, Um, why can't people go to churches? And it's just, I'm not even a religious man, Um, so it doesn't even bother me if churches are open or not. But if I can do all those things, people should be able to go to church, period.
0: Listen, I agree with you. I I think that they should, hopefully, they'll find a way to reopen the churches because I've talked to lots of people on this issue, and they point out a lot of these churches are big spaces, big high ceilings, and you can effectively space out in there, and you can put in a safety plan just like other businesses have put in a plant.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting. The um, We've asked to see the data that says there's been transmission in churches. Some of it has been presented to court. I haven't seen it, um, but you're uh, right. They, I mean, They have not made a great case for saying there's been massive transmission in have, the church. They have not made a great case, no. and I like to see the numbers associated with it. Yeah. You know, Every week, the, the map comes out from Center to Disease Control that shows municipality how many cases. Chilliwax numbers haven't moved, and that's where those churches are. Okay, James
0: and Burnaby. Hey, James.
1: Hey, um, uh, to the point of the earlier caller, how do they have the data to suggest that 112 days
0: is safe if the the vaccine hasn't even been here for 112 days? So they haven't even
1: been looking at people for that long and they're saying it's safe for that long. How does that work? Well, she's
0: saying that from the data from the BC Centre for Disease Control and other countries around the world. Okay, so they're looking at jurisdictions outside of British Columbia as well. And that's the data she's relying on, right? Millions
1: of Pfizer doses and Moderna doses have been administered around the world, and they're looking at the data from that. It's not just BC, but in terms of what was presented yesterday, it was the data that came from the long-term care homes that showed 40,000 or so, well, actually more than that, uh, almost 75,000 people, uh, both residents and staff of long-term care, get the vaccine, and suddenly the virus disappears. Now... Again, uh, 112 days was set as a as a you know not a best guess estimate but it was more than the 90 days other jurisdictions have established. Well, they're it's,
0: looking at UK, they're looking at Israel, public she cited health some other
1: countries. Are, people have to realize public health is not just Dr. Bonnie Henry. This is a worldwide team. Uh, The World Health Organization, public health officials in every jurisdiction, whether it's every American state, every Canadian province, the U.K., every European country, Asian country, they're all communicating with each other constantly and exchanging data, and that's why they hit on 112 days. Let's
0: go to Wayne in Coquitlam. Hi, Wayne.
1: Hey, how are you doing, Mike? Listen, I want to tell the people out there, my wife works for a doctor's office in Coquitlam. I took her to Royal Columbia, and they're lined up like uh, at a stockyard. She's been sick for five days, and so is the, the staff and the doctor. That vaccine from Pfizer is not safe by any means. There's no way I'm rolling whoa, up. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 wait oh, a no, minute. No, wait no. a minute. You mean that she got, they got sick after they got the shot?
1: Yeah, after she
0: got the shot, about an hour later, she had
1: nausea. Well, yeah, so so, calm down. Um, first of all, it's not unusual for someone to get sick after they get a vaccine. It happens with the flu vaccine. It happens with other vaccines. Some it's you an allergic s- reaction. It, you can have an allergic reaction or you can actually get sick, and that is not... Uh, it's, it's not rare, but it's, it's not common. It does happen. Uh, when we get the report every few days from public health, they do report on the number of allergic reactions, and, but we have yet to have anybody hospitalized as a result of getting the vaccine. People do get adverse reactions to the flu vaccine, and that's why when you get the flu vaccine, you're advised not just to suddenly walk out and jump in your car. You wait 10 minutes to see if there's an effect. So this is not unusual. Squeeze one more in Chuck. We only have 30 seconds, so you gotta go quick. Chuck and show yeah, hi there thanks for taking my call just quickly um you know how bon- bonnie henry insisted that churches stay closed and schools stay open there's a lot of churches that have sunday schools for kids and i've been trying to get an answer are we allowed to have sunday schools open for kids uh, i don't know Ke- keith you know that's a good good um question I we'll, we'll check it out. out i know they
0: you know some meetings like uh, alcoholics anonymous meetings that They're have been loud. going on in churches yeah. those, those have been still allowed not sure about sunday school we'll check thanks keith all right talk tomorrow all